This Week in the 90s Podcast. Hey, everybody. This Week in the 90s Podcast. What is this? Episode 9? Can you believe it? You changed your voice into broadcaster voice the second that you start this podcast. Before you start the podcast, you're like, ugh, whatever. One, two, three, talking to this thing. And hey, everybody. I'm a professional. (laughs) The light comes on and I start talking. All right, good. I'm glad one of us is a professional. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? What's wrong with uh, doing? I'm just kind of like getting into it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Putting on your broadcasting hat. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, I didn't go to school for nothing for this. (laughs) Uh, I said, you went to school? (laughs) I said, someday I want to talk into a microphone in a breakfast nook. (laughs) (laughs) On top of a puzzle. I mean, seriously, with the puzzles. The puzzle, it's very difficult, and you're just jealous because you can't do them as good. Uh, We're going to race one day. You keep saying that, but then you One day when we just have a completely free, unencumbered afternoon, we're going to race doing doing puzzles. What what is that video where you can, that's like the slow motion capture or whatever, what's it called? Time lapse? Yes. I thought about doing that in the two hours that it takes to cage to take a nap of like seeing how far I could get in the puzzle. That's a good idea. Don't you have anything else more constructive that you could be doing during during those two hours? That's why I want to do that. See, the problem is, is that we need to get, if we're going to do this competition, we need to get the same puzzle to, you know, two copies. Oh, I can do that. That's no, very no, easy. we don't need any more puzzles. Like, <laughs> that'd be like, very easy. I'm really excited for it to get a little cooler here, because is... then I can use the puzzles as kindling for the fire. <laughs> that is true, though. It would have to be the same puzzle because if I beat you, you'd be like, "Wow, my puzzle was harder." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all you had is a giant pig. I had dice, uh, four hundred dice. You can do a five hundred piece puzzle. And I can do a 1,000-piece puzzle, and I'll still beat you. That is that is just embarrassing. Are those the sprinklers going on? <laughs> that is just insulting to my intelligence that I you can. think that's what happened. Okay, if you're so good at puzzles, like, go on Survivor and get to I, the do the puzzle. Be the, be the puzzle challenge I'm person. not good at islands. I'm good at puzzles. What do you mean? I'm not good at eating rice. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I mean, I love rice, but not every day, all day. Well, there's no microwaves in Tahi- yeah. Thailand or wherever Yeah, like they are. I'm not good at Tahiti. cooking rice over an open flame. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm good at puzzles. I'm not good at Do you remember, it. was it the first season or the second season of Survivor where one of the guys was a professional chef and they wouldn't even trust him to cook the rice? Do you remember that? <laughs> no. I remember that you used to be able to bring a luxury item and yeah, somebody brought item. jerky and they were hiding it in there. Smart. And oh, Smart people move. got really mad. Because remember, I think Colby I or somebody brought like a giant American flag and yeah. they used that as a tarp. Yeah. I would have brought a sat phone. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Domino's? Yeah. We're, uh, can I just send you my location? <laughs> yeah. What would I have brought? I don't know. Probably a book. Just a book? Just something to do with, with my mind because I yeah. think like you start to go crazy. I feel like, like you're probably right about that. And you only think about the game and you're worried and you can't sleep. And like it would just keep my mind off of all the spiders and the bugs. Yeah. Well, the first couple of years, I, I, I feel like 
I only watched in the beginning, and then I've watched the last couple of years with you. So, I mean, huge gap in the middle where I was just not watching it. <laughs> but uh, I, the evolution of gameplay. Like, in the beginning, I feel like the first couple of seasons, nobody knew really what was happening. You were just in the middle of this island. It was raining, and it was kind of miserable. But you're like, yeah, it's a cool game, and there's maybe a million dollars. And a million dollars was definitely worth more in 2000 than it is now. But now everyone has been watching for 20 years. Yeah. So like the the gameplay and the strategy is just through the roof. So I feel like that just consumes your thoughts 24 hours a day while you're on this island. Well, I think the most surprising thing was like, you think like the nice guy strategy is what is going to work. But then like, it just shows you over and over again that people end up having respect for like the undercutting and the evil and like the, the the way you play the the way you, that's why, you know, Richard Hatch won and like, you know, just like the maniacal, even Tony this last year, you know? Yeah. Like I, I love watching me and my sister, Joanna and my dad. Uh, we all watch Survivor still and it's so fun to just talk about it between the three of us. Yeah. I, yeah. I kinda we bought my dad or I think my sister bought my dad. I shouldn't say we. <laughs> She'd be like, uh, I bought it. You uh, still owe me. <laughs> yeah. You still owe me $7 and you haven't paid. Uh, no, she wouldn't care. But. Um, we, she bought my dad a buff, like a survivor oh, yeah. buff for Christmas one year. And I was like, Oh, what a good gift. Good gift. <laughs> that buff brand is now super popular. And now I, I wear that buff brand as mm-hmm. my fucking go outside mask now. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's got so many different uses and ways you can. I remember seeing the women use it as a tube top and yeah. being like, that's such a great idea. Great idea. Great <laughs> yeah. idea. Um, uh, yeah. Right. I don't know how we got to talking about survivor, but there we are. Um, puzzles. Oh yeah. Well, I th- oh, you claim to be so good at puzzles. Okay, so before we get to my week, September twenty seventh to October third, uh, we're taking this on Monday after week three of the National Football League season. So, uh, I was thinking about this earlier, and I, I really, you know, I've watched a lot of Falcons games with you in the last <laughs> few years, and so I think I think what I want to do is give you a few minutes and like act as your therapist here. Is there anything you want to just talk out after you guys uh, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory again for the See, second this is week your in a problem. Row. You are such a winner that you don't understand losing. And I am such a loser that I'm so used to it that I don't need therapy anymore. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah, well, I've, I've never done well with losing. I'm a very sore loser. Yes, you as are. like everyone in my family and my friends will attest. I, I, you know, I just, I, I guess I always subscribe. I don't even know when this happened, but you know, you show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. Mm-hmm. Like someone who's just accustomed to it. Like what, what well, is wrong? Like where, what went wrong where you're just like, okay with losing. No, I'm so not like, okay with losing. and so, you know, I just, you know, I'm a poor sport and I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Oh, you're saying that about the other person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying about the other person. No. Like, yeah. No, I'm definitely not okay with losing. I don't like it. Uh, I especially don't like it when we're ahead and I get a taste of victory and then it gets just snatched away. It gets taken away, which has happened over and over and over. I mean, the Braves just did it last postseason where we're like tied going into the fifth game and then we lose 12 to one. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that like 10 runs in the first inning or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at the beginning, I remember I was working. I was like, I I was already very emotional because I was very pregnant and like that was just like. The Braves are the hardest for me. Yeah. So the Falcons are also very difficult. But at this point, I'm just like, I'm never comfortable. I'm never comfortable with the lead. Right, I'm never. Right, right, right. So, and I don't, you know, I think 
the problem the the only problem for me is that i feel like we have so much talent and i hate to see it wasted yeah and like people are like even sage tonight was just like ugh, matt ryan has turned in like maddie ice has turned into maddie cold i'm like matt ryan is not the problem last year he was the problem he was holding on to the ball for way too long yeah this year he's not the problem like he has fixed his mechanics he's releasing the ball quicker mm. It's the play calling. Yeah. Play so calling, yeah. you can't throw it one yard on third and five. Like we shouldn't even be throwing it anyway. You should be running the ball. We have Todd Gurley, Ito Smith, and Hill. Like we have three yeah, and the great game. You're, running you're backs. Up by two scores. Run the like, clock. Let's go. Yeah, Run yeah, yeah. the clock. We didn't do that in the Super Bowl. We didn't do that last week, and we didn't do it this week. And it yeah. is infuriating that they're over trying to get cute. Like stop trying to get cute. Right. You've Just, been doing win that for years. Just win stop the game. Just win the game. Like I I'm I don't mind going for it on fourth down, but I would rather us go it for go for it on third down. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? Why are we waiting till fourth? Down? Why are we waiting till fourth down <laughs> right, to go for right, it? Right. So, so do you think that the the I think Dan Quinn's worn out as welcome. I think it's time for him to go. I think it's time for him to go. He doesn't know yeah. how to delegate, and he doesn't. He's not. I don't. I think Dirk Cutter is a joke. Obviously, I yeah. never wanted him in the first place. Uh. I thought Dan Quinn would have been great with it. I know that our defense is super hurt. Like we constantly have guys hurt. It happened last year. It's happening this year. I cannot blame the defense, but they've blown coverage over and over and over again. They're clearly not reading plays. They're not prepared. And if they're getting injured that quickly, then their, their training could be a problem. And it could be partly no OTAs. It could be partly no preseason. I'm willing to give him one more game. But be just because, you know, three seasons of pre three game preseason or whatever. Yeah, but right, right, right. Well, good honestly, luck. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Monday Night Football this week coming up. So against the Falcons. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're toast. <laughs> I don't know. Stranger things. The have only happened. good uh, thing in our schedule is that we're about to we're playing the pan- the Panthers a week after and they still won't have Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> like, yeah, that is good. literally yeah. the only bright spot in our schedule. But you know you're like a you're like a couple fluke plays away from being too. I think there's a lot of positives that you guys can take. It's just you know you kind of yeah. been unlucky. It's been unlucky. Uh, a couple of calls that don't go our way, but and then also like it's very as a as a Georgia fan when they switch quarterbacks at halftime, which has happened to me multiple times yeah. as a Georgia fan. Uh, it is a little difficult to prepare for a different quarterback. You know, yeah. uh, the plays that you studied might be a little bit different right and watching him and his actions are different than the quarterback that you studied so yeah. it is a big wrench yeah talking about and nick Foles and yeah and when trubisky. nick Foles came in it changed everything and he is much better uh, although so. trubisky was a running threat which we saw with a 50 yard run so yeah what about uh georgia what about the bulldogs would you see they uh, sec finally got underway on saturday this yeah, I mean, I see a lot of problems at quarterback, but I think um, JT Daniels, JT Daniels just got cleared. Activated, yep. So I'd like to see what they do this weekend. I'm not really sure. I mean, obviously, we got off to a slow start, but yep. that's, again, no preseason, no offseason, um, not really seeing a football or holding it or full speed yeah. hitting. It's hard, you know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. when you don't get those reps in. Every every crazy this every year profession that, needs practice, right? And when you don't have a full speed practice or a full speed run through, no matter what job you do, it's very difficult to get yeah. out there. Yeah, and it's crazy, you know. Obviously, in this crazy COVID college season that you know everyone's trying to pull off, 
uh, you're just playing each other. So there's no kind of strange out-of-conference games where maybe it's a cupcake, so you can kind of... Yeah. It's a preseason game for you since college doesn't do that, but you'll have a handful of those. But no, you guys are just right into it. So uh, your schedule is just loaded. You're playing number seven, Auburn, number 21, Tennessee, and number two, Alabama. Kentucky looked good last week, even though they're not ranked. And then number three, Florida. So it's like just murderers row. Your schedule is just so Yeah, tough, I think Florida is so. actually going to be one of our toughest opponents this year. Yeah, they look um, really good. They look really good. And uh, I mean, obviously, I think Auburn is good. I don't think Bo Nix is as good as us. But, you know, everybody at Georgia yeah. is always new. And the same with Alabama. Like, we should have yeah, no Yeah, because you prom- guys churn out so many professionals. Yeah, so like, like yeah. everybody goes to the NFL every yeah. year. So, um, I think, but if Alabama can do it, we can do it. It's all about recruiting. And yeah. we've gotten much better at recruiting because so many of our guys go to the NFL. Yep. And so people know that if they come to play for us, they're, they're going to get a look. Yeah, they're going to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, through NFL through three weeks? Uh, what's Anything stood out real quick? Um, the injuries didn't seem to be as bad in week three as it was in week two. Yeah, it's just a really weird. I mean, I can't believe there's nothing wrong with that New York Giants field because the amount of injuries that yeah, have come out of that crazy. field is insane. As just it, between Saquon and the entire 49ers, 49ers organization. Defense, yeah, right. um, I. What about the fans? Is it uh, have, you got, have you gotten used to not seeing fans or the crowd noise? Is have you gotten used to that after three weeks? I'm still kind of jarred by it every time. I don't really they pay attention pull out to the take a wide You know, shot. when you're at the stadium, it's a different feel. But yeah. I, I've always preferred watching the NFL at home. I know we have season tickets, and it is fun to go to the game. Yeah. But watching an NFL game on TV is. I like being, you see the whole field most of the time anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm not really looking at the stands. So it doesn't feel weird. Like, it doesn't feel weird. Like, we've been watching Tampa Bay and Dallas uh, in hockey. And you said it feels weird. It doesn't feel weird to me. And the oh, only okay. thing I miss is, like, seeing people, like, smack the glass whenever the <laughs> yeah, players yeah, come over there. But, yeah. like, that's really it. What about the NBA? Do you think it's, is it weird watching the NBA? The NBA might be the weirdest okay. because the floor seats and like people like the players falling into so close to the action. Yeah. It felt like very close contact, but the NFL never really feels like the players are touching any, except maybe the Lambo leap. Yeah. The black hole in Oakland. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like you like to do cutaways of the fans. So there's no real cutaways of the fans. Like, that's really the only thing you're missing is like cutaways to me. Like the noise, like the, the like you don't think that's been, the fake noise is fine for oh, me. Oh, you're okay. It's fake I, it doesn't okay. really, yeah, it, it hasn't really changed much for me. I don't think oh, I was good. distracted by much of that. Okay, well, that's good. What about you? Uh, yeah, like I said, the the noise, the crowd is a little weird. Just, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's just something like playing football and like going going to games and covering it. I think this is one thing I've always really noticed. So I'm just kind of keeping an eye on that. And I think it's got to be strange for the players. Just yeah. you're in this giant arena that's empty that you're used to just visually you're used to a certain thing and and audibly you're used to hearing you know yeah. and you you can even see that sunday night with the packers and saints you know rogers normally it's so loud in the superdome they would have to be silent counting you know ready when i show my hands that's a snap you know or you know we're going to do this on two so just wait for my second signal or so he's with no crowd noise, he's able to really like hut, 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 and then get them to jump off sides. And that happened multiple times. Yeah, and I yeah. think, you know, it's a new trick. It's, it's new. And it, but it's an advantage and mm-hmm. disadvantage, mm-hmm. you know, whereas like you're kind of missing some of that 
home court, home field advantage that normally you'd have in a place like New Orleans or, or Dallas or Kansas yeah. City, these Baltimore, these really loud stadiums. That that's kind of a that's kind of neutralized. You even saw that on Monday night tonight. You know, the yeah. Chiefs look right at home. It's just kind of like you're just playing a game. I'm also c- curious how people get these tickets. Like normally, these games are sold out. So like. Is it a select number of season ticket holders I that get so. these yeah, first dibs? I think so. Yeah, I think so. So and like, then do some they of the rotate? Stadiums, yeah, I'd imagine it's a lottery situation with the season ticket holders. A lot of these big, uh, you know, very popular teams, like, like Kansas City, for example, they had twenty two percent of their fans there on opening night. So that was twenty two percent of the season ticket holders, which is the capacity. And then Baltimore tonight only had two hundred and fifty fans, but it was family and f- like close family. Yeah. So. And then what? Tampa had fans. Jacksonville had fans too. Did the Saints have fans? Yeah, remember because we saw Bree's wife and kids, and we were like, "Why is she wearing a mask?" Oh yeah, she's she in was like up in a box, right? By herself. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just wondering as the season goes on, and some of these states maybe loosen up a little bit, if we're gonna start seeing some more butts and seats. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. What about NBA Finals? Do you have a quick Finals prediction? Lakers Heat. Oh, man, I think it's going to go the distance. You do? You think it's going to go do. seven? I do. I mean, I don't think the Heat is willing to give up. I think it's LeBron's old team. Yeah. So he has a vendetta, which can sometimes be a distraction for him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope it goes the distance. I think it'll be more fun that way. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm more excited about the baseball playoffs than I am the NBA. Yeah, okay. That's well, we're gonna because of me. So we're going to talk about that in a second. That's part of my uh, my week here. Okay, so like I said, it's episode nine. We got a good... Oh, that's a nice little 17-minute sports discussion that kill, kill some more time because <laughs> my week, uh, you know, my week was tough. Um, it's one big thing, so I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it just because I feel like we're, we're uh, this, this topic has been talked about enough, you know what <laughs> I mean, just to, to, put it, to put it bluntly. So uh, September 27th to October 3rd, I just want to start quick with a shout out. September 27th is my brother's birthday. Oh. So I'm going to do 1995. Whoa. 1995. Okay. Happy birthday, Morgan. So my brother turned 11 that year. My mom, actually, I texted her. She found a picture. So here's a photo of him on his 11th birthday. <laughs> Amazing. I believe he's blowing out uh, a c- candles on a cake right now. Phenomenal. Uh, my brother just turned 36 so we're talking about something 25 years ago wow. crazy we were living in maine we'd lived in maine about two years so uh that's what we were doing there so shout out to him happy birthday uh so do you want to talk about this the the big thing first and then get to the other stuff or just get it out I of the way talk about what i was doing in 1995 what were you doing in 1995 i was a junior in high school Ooh. oh no what i've been that would have been my senior year uh, you would have been starting your senior year, yeah. Yeah, because I graduated in '96. Yeah, so you okay, would have been starting yeah, your so senior that's year. My senior year in high school, yeah. So. So did you have crushing so it? I was getting elected student body president. Oh, you were. Yes. Okay. Well, well, actually, I had already Sarah. been elected, so the year before I was doing the announcements in the morning. Oh, did you know that I did that too? Yes, we've uh, talked about that. We have. Yes. I don't. I didn't know that you did the announcements. <laughs> yes, I had to do a quote of the day at the end of the what day. What was it? Oh, it was always different. Just something different? Yeah. But, but was that your up. idea or was that something that was It was something that had already been done. And okay. then like, I remember the guy the year before me, uh, this guy named Teddy Sutherland, oh. was student body president and he started making the quotes funny. So, so you tried to do funny after him? No. Like when I was going, I was like, whatever. Like, Eleanor Roosevelt once said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I was like, I had AP English first. And so I was just like so focused on getting to there. So I just like had a book of quotes and I would just read from the next one every day. Like I didn't care what they oh, were. Bummer. And everyone's like, you're not funny. You're not funny. Teddy Sutherland is the funniest. And I'm like, so who's laughing guy, now? Was this guy still in school when you took over or was he? No, he was he, a senior. So, oh, so he, he had graduated. just graduated. So was it only seniors that did it? It was yeah, it was only your student body president was senior. So only the president got to do the announcements. Yes, there was a senior class president, uh, and that's the one that plans the reunions. But okay. I was student body president. Got and, it. Uh, I actually think I went to. Oh no, no, that was a different guy. I was thinking I went to a dance with Teddy Sutherland, but no, it was another guy. Uh oh. Whoa, we uh, we got a pause stitch. I think he'll probably go back to sleep. He's just amazing. This is great. Gives you a, an idea you're of screaming. Well, I was excited about doing the Aaron Rodgers hard count. That's just the way it goes. That's great. So you only did the announcements one year. I did them three years. Why? So my freshman year of high school, the guy who did the senior the announcements was this guy named Kyle Bolduck, who was a senior. He did like drama and all that stuff, and uh, I remember every day. He would come on and do them, and I would be like, oh, man, when I'm a senior, I want to be doing the <laughs> announcements. You know, that was like my goal. It wasn't like be quarterback of the football team, which I ended up being. Like be captain of the basketball team, which I was. Oh, God. Like be class president, which I ended up being. Uh-huh. A National Honor Society, which I was twice. Uh, uh, do we have enough time for me to list my whole high school resume? Oh, interesting. So uh, So... <laughs> No, I really wanted to do the announcements. So the uh, that year, you could be like an office aide. That was one of like the thing. You could just if you had a free period, you could be an office aide. And two of the guys who were in my English class, which was the first period I had each day, they were office aides. So the second half of the year, this guy Kyle had to miss a couple of days because he was doing something, a play out of town, or just something or other, college visits, who knows. Shaving. And, and I got <laughs> called down to the office, and I was like, what is happening? Oh, I'm kicked out of the National Honor Society <laughs> for being on the football team. They're like, you can't be on both. You have to pick you one of the You have to choose. You must choose. You're like, choose no, now. No, and so they're like, hey, we, we heard you were wanting to do that. The, the secretary is in the office. We heard you want to do this. Would you like to do the afternoon announcements today? And I was like, would I ever? You know why? Because Secretary Martha was like, I ain't doing these stupid yeah. fucking announcements. <laughs> Let's see if the, if the little weasel, the so, secretary's assistant wants to do it. So and They didn't want to do it, but they knew that I wanted to do it. Right. And so... Uh, Oh, I, I did them. Did you? I envision I you spraying your mouth with banaca <laughs> before you get onto the <laughs> like microphone. Dumb and, like dumb and dumber. Cracking your nails or your knuckles and then just being like. And I have a script and I just do like. Oh, oh, like you're just do, like Michael Buffer. I do like five minutes. Like, hey, everybody. Uh, afternoon announcements here. Uh, oh, my God. Did you hear like the you one do, about the. <laughs> like you do at the beginning of our podcast. Hey, everybody, yeah, I'm Grisha Brackman. I press a little button and away we go. Your no, so, flip, I, your so I did it. I did it a handful of times. And then uh, at the end of the school year, they're like, hey, would you like to do the morning announcements? So I did the morning annou- and afternoon announcements my sophomore, junior, and senior year. And so in my high school, in my senior yearbook, 
Uh, and the know. three people at your high school, they were sick of you at the end? Uh, we had like a thousand people. Oh, you and did. And so in my high school yearbook, you know, where you put like football, one, two, three, four. I made up one. I was like voice of TA, two, three, four. I know. Isn't that great? And so TA was the name of your school, Thorn not Thor that Thor ass. Thorn, <laughs> Thorn Academy. <laughs> and so uh, okay. on my last day, I gave this like whole speech. I did like a, a Teddy Roosevelt quote. <laughs> And like a couple people s walked out of their doors and gave me a standing, oh, yeah. a standing ovation. Yeah, you know why they did that? Because I was fine. Because they couldn't give you a wedgie because you were probably bigger than them. Well, yeah, and I was like most of the most back then. Uh huh. Anyways, what happened? It was all downhill from story. there. <laughs> that's my story. What else were well, you doing? Congrats. Did you know where you were going to college uh, in September of '95? Did you have all that figured out? No, I don't think I got accepted to UGA until uh, the spring. I think it was after because I was gonna go like you take your SATs like right around then and then yeah like October and then right. I remember I didn't get a good grade on my SATs and then the you take them again do the second time I took right? them again and that time I didn't study for them and you and did I better got <laughs> ten points like less it was like the same exact oh score. really same score I was like this is all stupid and then I wrote a letter along with my application to UGA just about like, like how please let me in yeah just like about how like four years of academics. Of you know, like having an A average, like uh, you know, like being you know advancing right. out of like two of their uh, right is better than what one afternoon of me four testing. hours of a test. Yeah, of course. And they let me in. Look at you. Yeah. And you went all of a semester. <laughs> I went two semesters <laughs> and then transferred because I was working full time somewhere yeah, yeah, in Atlanta yeah. and traveling two and a half hours. To it back and forth to Atlanta while I was going to UGA, so it was very difficult. That's for the crazy. Commute. Good job. And now, uh, 25 years ago, you believe that? No, I can't. Gone by pretty fast. Yeah, gone by very fast. Gone so by pretty fast. Okay, September so 27th, September 27th, 1995. My brother turned 11. That was a fun time. But October 3rd that year, OJ Simpson was acquitted of murder. Acquitted. So we'll just well. Not, Hell yeah. Not guilty. Hell yeah. Not guilty. <laughs> That's right. That's my president. Uh, O.J. Simpson. <laughs> I. So, yeah. So uh, what do you. Of, of course, there's been a TV show, that massive uh, Oscar winning documentary from ESPN, which is incredible. Uh, like I said, the FX TV show mm -hmm. starring Cuba Gooding Jr. And Courtney like, B. Vance and all those great people. Do, what, do you remember exactly where you were yeah. when you heard when you found out? Yeah. Yeah. I was in my history class uh, in high school. My senior, la uh, Mr. Burton, was my teacher. Oh. Uh, the vice principal of the school came on the speaker and said, uh, they're about to read the O.J. Simpson verdict. Wow. This is a part of history. And uh, we foresight. believe that yeah. UL should be a part of it. Interesting. And they had us turn on all of our TVs. All the classrooms got to turn on the wow. TVs and we watched the verdict read. Wow. What was your reaction? You remember? I don't remember, but I think I was like, yeah, that's right. He's not guilty. I think yeah. when I was a kid, yeah, I was yeah. like, there's no way. Yep. There's, And I think part of it is like, you're just like, who could do that? Yep. It couldn't be this famous guy. Right. The guy from the Naked Gun? No way. Yep. Like, that was the only thing I knew him from. Yep. Uh, and from the commercials. I did not know him from football. I did yep. not know him from USC. Uh, definitely not Twitter. Even <laughs> though I knew I would be following him 20 years later. Wow, um, that's an embarrassment. Yeah, I knew him from the Naked Gun, and I was like, there's yeah. no way. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's innocent. Yeah, I think that um, I felt the same way. I I think I was in a uh, word processing class at the time, like learning how to type uh, back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had wheeled the TV in and watched it. And oh, they wheeled it in, huh? Yeah, ours were on the. You know, those like little... Yeah, like oh yeah, the ones that you had to rent from the yeah. library. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Media Center, I think the is media what they call center. it. Yeah, they still had the, the little checkout yeah. tab on them, yeah. like and for like the what books. classroom and yeah, everything, yeah. where it went where. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember thinking the same thing. I mean, look, I'm 15 at the time, mm-hmm. so really, uh, why would a celebrity commit a crime like this they have to be innocent and i remember like rooting your wife like yeah your my parents never even argued my parents were still married like i think some of the kids whose parents were divorced were like he probably (laughs) 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 like my my i lived in a world where like everybody said i love you yeah we had a happy house and i guess like you're just young and dumb back then where do you think why would a celebrity throw away his whole life to kill someone? And yeah. like his old his ex wife? I bet she just like, slipped and fell on that knife. Like that's it's crazy. probably her fault. That had that <laughs> couldn't be real. Like this the the, the football guy mm-hmm. and the movie star? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Why would he do that? He's and so with Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> like I remember probably actively being like, Oh yeah, good job. You got this, OJ. Team yeah. OJ. L- yeah. Like, if there was Twitter back then, I probably would have tweeted te- hashtag Team OJ. Absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But and then you get older and you realize, God, this, he was a he, what a terrible. This guy's the yeah. worst. Basically, the worst person. Terrible person. Uh, like from the get go. Well, looking back, I can't believe that. I mean, we obviously like what we know now, and now uh, I believe that he is guilty. Of course. And uh, there's just like a mountain of evidence against it there was even a mountain of evidence then but then you're like oh the glove guy maybe they did they, well, there's maybe a they mountain did of evidence that. that i never even understood like sure even, like, i mean the, that was the first time the i think louis we, vuitton bag and the airplane like getting on an airplane and right. disappearing in town and like yeah how uh you know like he was on medication where his hand swelled so like putting on the glove wouldn't have fit anyway and, right uh, also, the, this is the first time I ever re- remember hearing the three letters DNA. I had no idea what DNA was. Yeah, it was, was very early on. I mean, it came. It was in Jurassic Park a couple years earlier, but like I was twelve. Yeah. And then now, you know, DNA. What's this yeah. DNA? Oh, for like sure. Blood, like do you, with a drop of blood, you can just tell who someone is. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. That has to be wrong. I. Yeah, you just didn't know any better. No, no, no. You definitely didn't know any better. I don't think I was very obviously I didn't know anything about her or Ron Goldman. No, nope. And so like he was the only person I knew. So yeah. I think your immediate thinking is like the person that I know can't have done it has right. to be some other outside force or something evil. Yeah. And I think as a with a ch- when you're a child like your brain can't even process the no. idea that somebody could do that to another human being. And someone I think it was loved our s- and like shared kids with. I'd never even seen like w- I remember watching video and like because this was court TV. This was like yeah. on every day. It was like uh, transcendent uh, for media to have like put this on every day and made a spectacle of it. And um, it was dubbed the trial of the century. And I think it's still one of the most important things I've ever witnessed in my lifetime. I mean, even from like the Bronco chase, you're just like, yeah. How? And like, now that I live in California, I'm like, how was he driving down the four Oh five with no traffic? Like, how <laughs> right. is this possible? He really is very fast, <laughs> you know, as a running back and a driver. And, um, 
Yeah, and then you realize as you get older, like, oh, people can just pay the best lawyers and they can rig the system yep. and they can get whatever they want said. They can get all kinds of things thrown out. There was a mountain of evidence that was thrown out. And right. Oh, it was just so disappointing. And then you watch that 30 for 30 and, uh, you know, it kind of got into the, the racial tensions and everything. Oh, yeah, leading the up, riots. Leading the up ri- to it, Rodney the riots, King. Rodney yeah. King, Reggie Denny, like everything leading it up to sense. it. It makes sense. You know, it, it almost fear- was like a weird, like, perfect storm that yeah. this was just going to happen. Well, my theory still to this day is that CTE had a definite part in it. And I don't think anybody really... Like, obviously, they didn't know about CTE back then, but I think now, as we've gotten older and it's become part and, you know, part of our process and our lifestyle, if you think about what CTE does to a human brain, it makes you irrational. It makes you think you are better than you are. It makes you um, uh, think you can do more things than you can. Right. And it makes you violent. Uh, And you can have crazy mood swings. It doesn't do that to everybody, Mm -hmm. but I think. A running back, yeah, and the hit, NFL hit in the head repeatedly, multiple times in the seventies, undiagnosed where, concussions, right? Uh, where player safety wasn't even a words that were used yeah. in the seventies when OJ played. I think if OJ Simpson donates his brain to science yeah, when he dies, we will see a brain that's equally as impacted as somebody like Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, like I. And and I'm not using that as an excuse. Like I think no, he's of course not. I think he's a terrible person. Who in uh, general? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, if has. somebody says I'm not black, I'm OJ. Like he was so bad for the black community in general that I think like yeah. I mean, just along those lines, he was not good. But like I mean, a serial domestic abuser, an yes. obvious double murderer. So it's you know this guy is yeah, lowest of the low. Clear sociopath. The way that he right. would turn words around, the way that he would misconstrue things, and the way that he talked, like. As someone that knows men who treat women like that or and have been a part of those relationships, like he's clearly somebody that has, so, you know, like a sociopathic yeah. and a narcissistic attitude. Yeah, so that happened 25 years ago. That's on, crazy. On, uh, October 3rd. I yeah, didn't realize crazy. it was October 3rd, and that was like, because I definitely remember sitting in class and like having it turned on and being like, oh my gosh, that's today. You know, like, yeah. Imagine the rest of the country is like, got it on all day. And like, when you're at school, you're like handcuffed yeah. to like the rules. Yeah. I remember just being locked in. It was one of those things that went on all summer long. And yeah. that was kind of the beginning of the, the, court TV, like summer blockbuster murder right. case that they would highlight each year. And like, just being on summer vacation from school you're just like oh I wonder what the court case is this yeah. summer you know and you just kind of get locked into it and you know you remember watching Cato Kalin take the stand oh and like God. remember him talking about Mc- what they ate at McDonald's and yeah like all that weird stuff I remember you know? meeting him doing stand-up in LA and like it being so trippy because he started doing stand-up years later yeah I saw him at a birthday party before yeah. it was like really weird but to really just be like oh you're oh my you gosh. lived in the guest house you were the guest house guy at OJ's and you ate McDonald's in his Bentley like that's weird yeah, it's weird. LA is a weird place. I think also just being that close to like a murderer, like or you know, even being a neighbor at, at uh, on Bundy where she was killed, you know, like yeah, I can't even imagine. I couldn't even imagine. Um, what did you think of the the shows? We talked a little bit about the documentary, which obviously was incredible and won the Oscar. The ESPN. Yeah, what did you think of the uh, FX show? That kind of oh, dramatized man. it a I mean, little I th- bit. I think the acting in that show was so incredible. I think 
they did a really good job of showing just how scrutinized Marsha Clark was. Yeah. I think, you know, remember as when she changed her hair, that was such a big because deal. she was being harassed constantly right. about the way she looked. So she thought, well, I'll do something better. And it worked the complete opposite complete way. Opposite. And it's so infuriate. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, None of the men were scrutinized about the way they look. Like no. it was just because she was a woman in a powerful position and she was the lead attorney yeah. and she was in charge and people had a problem with it. And they should have had a problem with a guy murdering his wife. <laughs> yeah. But instead they had a problem with the woman prosecuting the guy that abused and murdered his wife. Yeah. And they went after her hair. And they didn't go after the way so he weird. yelled at her like Nicole, you know, in public. Yeah, like, it's like just the, so infuriating. Like looking tapes back, like, oh my god! But it's like, but but if you think about the way that they, I mean, I think the TV show did a really good job of showing us the way uh, America was shown the case, yeah, not I just think that's what true. happened, but the way it was shown to America, yeah, and the way people were made to look, based uh, like in front of the cameras as opposed to what who they were behind the camera. I thought it was a really good mirror yeah. of like what we saw on TV, but who these people really were in real life. Yeah. They humanized them a lot. Yeah. It was Even I, Darden. Yeah, you know, I thought like it was well done. I thought uh, the casting was great. The All the actors did a great job. I Co- was so... Courtney B. Vance played um, Johnny Cochran, who was amazing, and Sarah yeah. Paulson played Marsha Clark. They did such a good job. E- even Cuba, you know, he kind of had a tough role trying to, yeah. trying to be OJ, but... Like even he did, he did a really good job. I think David Schwimmer was the weirdest casting for me yeah, because as, I uh, Robert Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. But he did such a good job. Yeah, he did a good you know, job. he really won me over. Yeah, in people kind of like had some fun with him because he just he always called them juice, mm-hmm. and like so there was like YouTube montages of just him saying juice over and over again. But yeah, I think even he did a really good job. I do think that it was it. I think the ESPN documentary was. Was uh, where they told us where the nickname came from. The juice. Was it calling like OJ the juice? Like, uh, it was from a uh, an announcer who oh. said like he just flips a switch and they turn on the juice. Yeah. And uh, I think I always thought OJ was clearly orange juice. Like it was from like oh he must have liked orange juice. I had right. no idea it was like an electricity kind of. Well, it was like a double play, basically, yeah. a double entendre on, uh, on ju- like electricity and the beverage. And I, I thought that was really fascinating. I just wish uh, Johnny Cochran had lived a little bit longer to like to th- the whole media age could have got to see just or just more commentary from him or he could have seen the TV show or maybe the doc been part of the documentary process. Do you, you think know? as a lawyer he would have admitted to like – like, because he can't, his client's still alive. It's not like he can, like... Yeah, but they also can't try him again. No. So I feel like he would have... I mean, Carl Douglas, who was an assistant to Johnny Cochran, he's kind of a, a major player in the documentary. He was pretty open about what was going on. But, you know, some of those his other lawyers were just dirtbags, you know, Effie Bailey and Alan Dershowitz and those but guys. you think... Oh, Dershowitz. But, like... I but Johnny know. Cochran died at sixty-seven in two thousand five. He was had brain cancer, and yeah, so yeah. You know, he didn't uh, wasn't able to be a part of any of that stuff. Obviously, crazy. Uh, ten years later, like thinking that he would be gone ten years after OJ died. Yeah. Meanwhile, OJ is still alive. You know, <laughs> served his time for that. He, he was kind of set up on the robbery thing, but 
you know, served his time, ironically convicted on the same day he was acquitted. Really? Yeah. I wonder if they did that on purpose. I feel like it, probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel the worst. And now OJ's a Twitter star, which is even super weirder. And he lives in Florida to keep his money away from the gold. I think he lives in Las Vegas, actually. I think he still owns property, or his pension, his NFL pension is paid out through Florida. Right, so he doesn't And so, yeah, they can't touch that. They can't touch it. I think he still owes the Goldmans like $30 million Oh, at least. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've never seen a dime of it because, yeah, yeah. There have been so many more people that came out because Nicole's sister wrote a book, and then obviously Ron Goldman's father wrote a book. Nicole's sister was doing a new podcast recently. Oh, yeah. Where she was kind of just like digging di- a little deeper into just like her sister and who she was and stuff like that. And I think definitely, I think Ron Goldman's father has done a really good job of like keeping Ron in the spotlight because well, as part I think, of the story instead yeah. of it just being Nicole and her friend, you know, we, we know Ron and we know his story. Well, I mean, even my favorite joke of all time is like such a dig on Ron, you yeah. know, like that SB's joke that I always tell you was like Norm McDonald's, Norm, Norm that McDonald's joke at joke, the yeah. SB's that's like, you know, Charles Woodson is here. Charles Woodson won the Heisman this year. That's something they can never take away from you unless you kill your wife in a waiter. Yeah, right. He's just the end, you know, which is Yeah, and so I think Ron Goldman's father has done a really good job of making sure that Ron is like part of the story. Yeah. And I think I don't know how many other families could have worked that hard to like keep their their son part of the com- who was not famous part of the conversation. Yeah, I mean, so 25 years he basically famous. dedicated the rest of his life to yeah, his yeah. son's yeah. memories just You know, it's like you said it's an important piece of American history. It's also a giant american tragedy oh yeah yeah i mean brutal i think it's like uh but i do you do you look back and think like what do you think when you look back on it like as far as like what do you wish you had known oh man i just i guess i just um wish i had known how bad of a guy he was right because when like i said when you're 15 you just know him as a football hero and an actor. You knew him as a Bills player? Not as a Bills player. He was an announcer. So oh. OJ was on Monday Night Football for a little bit, and then he was doing NBC Sports. So he was like a sideline reporter for the NFL and NBC back then. Wow. Yeah, because part of the clips were um, wearing the gloves. He was wearing the gloves during one of the games. Oh, wow. And uh, nice. the, sh- the shoes that he said that he would never be caught dead wearing because they're the Bruno Mollies. Yeah. Yeah. He can be seen wearing them in the NBC footage. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I knew him as, I knew him as that, you know, as, right. th- as that guy. So, uh, but obviously I knew that, you know, he's the first running back to rush for 2000 yards in a season and hall of famer and one of the all time greats, which it's, you know, it's, it's so weird. Like, like when you talk about the Patriots and that Super Bowl run, you always have to kind of mention Aaron Hernandez. It's like so weird. Like, when you talk right. about the all-time great running backs, you always have to mention this guy. Well, they did it on the NFL 100 with Rich. Yeah. You know? And it's just so... They brought him up, and I'm like... It's always so cringe. That's you know? so crazy. Are they even going to... What are they going to talk about when they bring him up? You know? And yeah. they, they really just talked about his football career, but I think it's like... It's so weird. I mean... Yeah, I those, think those guys uh, like those guys almost get erased from NFL history, even though they're all time greats. It's like, but and but Aaron Hernandez was convicted. OJ wasn't, so right. It's different. Yeah, it's you diff- know, I guess in it's the different. eyes of the law, OJ's innocent. So I could see him 
Getting right. into the Hall of Fame. Like, well, he was already in. Oh, he was? Yeah, he was already in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, because he played in the 70s, so he got oh, in the right. 80s. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just, you know, those things are, those things are, it's just super awkward If all you're the convicted time. of a crime, do you get taken out of the Hall of Fame? Are, are no. people been removed from the Hall of Fame? No. Hmm. Nothing's ever really, <laughs> not that I know of off the top of my head, happened post Hall of Fame induct. Well, OJ, but he was, like you said, acquitted, even though he went to jail for something else later on. Yeah. But, you know, they're not taking away his gold jacket. But let's just say OJ doesn't show up in Canton each year. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think he knows he's not welcome. It's one of those type deals. Ah, he should. Just show up to Canton? Yeah, with like a crocodile Dundee knife. <laughs> now that's a knife. Stop it. <laughs> Can I cut in? Stop it. Okay. I'm just saying, like, it would be interesting. OJ is a Twitter Just, star is the weirdest thing. I mean, as much as I think he's a piece of shit, I still appreciate trolling and all. Well, <laughs> in yeah. All forms. Well, yeah, of course. And I would love to make fun of him for doing it. To his face? Yeah, but also just being there would be like great Twitter content. Do you think OJ, OJ would ever allow himself to get roasted? Yes, I do think he would. I think he's that much of a narcissist. I mean, Trump did. And he had nothing to gain, but it, it makes you talked about. And that's like all these people want is just to be talked about because it helps their brand. They sell stuff. The more you're talked about and even the more you look like a victim, you know, when yeah. people make fun of you, you look like a victim. And uh, and it also if you look like and you can take a joke about yourself, it, it gives you redemption. That's why Bieber did it. Justin Bieber was not well liked and he was like on a downswing and he did this roast. He did the the roast of himself and everybody liked him. But nothing's ever going to make people like OJ. So like, I wonder why he would say yes to something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Money. (laughs) Yeah. Money would be the only benefit, but Comedy Central doesn't really exist anymore. So I don't even know if the roast will exist. Right. Okay. So that's that. We're going to shut the door on. Uh, oh, we are? We're going to shut the door on the juice. Okay, so the other cool thing that happened uh, this week, October 1st, 1995, uh, baseball. You mentioned that the baseball playoffs start this week here in 2020. Uh, the new COVID expansion. There's eight teams from each league make it. A uh, bunch of wild card teams. Mm-hmm. 1995 was the first year. Of the wild card in Major League Baseball. Oh, neat. In the baseball playoffs. Yankees, Rockies become the first wild card team in the new MLB playoff system. And how long had the Rockies even been in the league by then? So I think the Rockies, that was their, let's see, 93, 94, 95. So their third year of existence. Wow, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Yankees, uh, Rockies become, and the Yankees end up uh, losing in the playoffs to the Mariners. Mm-hmm. And then that's Don Mattingly's final season. And then the next year they win the World Series, 1996. But, um, yeah, so the wild card started. So before it was just division winners. This 95 is the year that the Braves won, right? 95 was when the Braves won. The, right. Yankee, the Yankees win the next year. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, wild card started uh, before it was just division winners made the playoffs. Right. That was it. And then... They added a fourth. Th- they realigned after the strike. 
So before it was just right. two, there was just 94. two divisions. It was just you know American mm-hmm. League East, uh, mm-hmm. you know East and West or Central or whatever it was, and uh, they made three divisions and then added a fourth team to make the playoffs. Do you think that was a good idea? Do you, do you are you down with the wild card? I remember thinking back then that I didn't like it. Um, I'm I, a baseball traditionalist, yeah. so you know a lot of the expanding of the playoffs and adding new teams and like the one game is is dumb. I don't like it. I it kind of cheapens the sport. For yeah, me. I never minded the wild card because I felt like the the nice even four team that made sense to me. Like yeah, you know the first and last one four play and then two and three play. I thought that like worked out nicely. Mm-hmm. The one game playoff that we have now to get into that wild card spot. Right. I agree with you on that. Like I never really thought about it until I met you, but like I think you're like you always say like what you have 160 games. Yeah, what do you need one more? Yeah. yeah. So I agree with you on that. Like that no, you have an entire a yeah. very long <laughs> a very season. long 6 months. You season. make it or you don't. Right. Like there right, right, right. anybody can win one game. Yes. Anybody. You could beat, you know, the the Dodgers who have like a 75% win record. In one game, yeah, and you have a twenty percent. You know what I mean, like right, right, right. Any the the Orioles beat us. You know, we scored like twenty three runs on the Orioles one night, and the next night they beat us like eight to one. You know what I mean? Like it's like completely, yeah. uh, you know, lopsided in baseball sometimes. So no, I do not like the play in wild card spot, but yeah. I do like the wild card. Yeah. So this started it all. Uh, now this, you know, the COVID season. Eight teams make it, so two from each division mm-hmm. plus two wild cards. That's a little much. Do you <laughs> do you think that that's more than fifty percent of the? <laughs> yeah, it's like the, it's the, like hockey. Like well, it's like the like NBA. A lot more, of people yeah, make the more than fifty percent make yeah, the playoffs, yeah, which so I, which I don't like. I like the West is more. Uh, that's why I didn't like the NFL expanding to a seventh team. But I'm sure it'll be awesome, and we'll yeah. forget the days when it was only six. Uh, do you think? Baseball should expand the number of playoff teams. Like, are you down with this sixteen-team playoff that we're gonna do, or this? Well, is I mean, just, I'd have or to do see you think it. this is just should just be a one-shot deal? No, I think it's a special year. I okay, think it's a special COVID year. But no, I think no, 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 no. You have to race to the top. It's not enough to be to to be second place. Yeah. Like you, I, I like having. Like being in second place, and I don't like being in second place in our division. But when there is a second place team in our division, uh, or when we in the past the Braves have been in second place in the division, but competing for the wild card, so you're having to watch all these other division games played. And I like when you're like, oh my god, if St. Louis loses to the Cubs, we get in. You know, I kind of like the math of baseball at the end when it all gets down to the wire. All of a sudden, there's a week left, and like. It's so crazy, too, in baseball where you can play. The season is so long, 162 games, and you can play 161 games, and the whole season comes down to the last game where (laughs) two teams are tied. Like, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, the sample size is so large, and to still be tied at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So you're excited for baseball, obviously. Very excited. I'm wearing my Braves hat now, even though it's probably racist and not something I'm supposed to be wearing, but... I don't think they sell these hats anymore, but... Oh, you think so? I used to go to games when Chief Nakahoma was there. And I have to say that I don't think Braves are is a derogatory name in baseball. I know we don't do the chop anymore, and I'm fine with that, but, like... Yeah. I think Braves is kind of an I think Braves cool is fine. name. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not derogatory. 
It's not. Indian. I know they've met with Native American tribes to like talk about it, and they've been like, "No, it's, it's fine." <laughs> hey, brave. But we obviously don't have Chief Nakahoma <laughs> anymore. Yeah, that that uh, logo that you've got on your head. Is I know, but people always think it's the Indians, and it makes me laugh. But it is the hat that fits me really good. So yeah, you do wear that hat a lot. All right, that was cool. So wild card. So we had OJ uh, verdict and the wild card uh, starting in Major League Baseball. Uh, just real quick, because I know we are like a little long, but number one movie and number one song this week are, are great. So I wanted to just talk about that. I wonder if I can guess that's what it is. super quick. Okay, so. Uh, what do you think? End of September movie. It, I think it's The Bodyguard. We're in the middle. It's not The Bodyguard. Oh, I'm thinking movie and song. So like that to me was. They're, they're not together. They're not together. Oh, I thought okay. you were. All right. Well, the, then you they, cheated they me together. on they my guess. Number one movie. We are in the middle of its four week run. So it debuted two weeks ago, but it's still it was number one at the box office for four straight weeks. 1995. 1995. Is it a drama? Drama. Hardcore. Gritty drama. If I tell you who stars in it, you're going to get it. I will say four huge movie stars starring in this movie. Four huge movie stars. One established and the other three. Uh, well, one is a, one is a big up and comer. And then two are like right in their prime, like heavy hitter movie stars. And they may or may not have been dating at the time. Whoa, been dating at the time. Men and women? A man and a woman. So she's the only woman. And then there's three. Oh, a few good men? Not a few good men. Not a few good men. Um, That's a good guess. That's a good guess. If I, I'm, I'm just worried that if I give you any more Give hints, me one name because then I want people at home to guess. Uh, one name. Okay, the big up-and-comer. He's not quite yet a huge movie star, but he's about to be. Is Kevin Spacey? Oh, four big names. So think about and it. One think is about a woman. It. he's fourth on the name list, and he's a huge usual movie. suspects. He, I think, I believe he gets the usual suspects because of this movie. Seven. Seven. Okay, Gwyneth Paltrow. Seven. Brad so Pitt. Gwyneth Paltrow, Brad Pitt, and Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Kevin Spacey. was the number one movie. Seven. This week, seven, of course, it's what's in the box. And it's funny, I only recently saw seven beginning to end for the first time. Really? Like over quarantine. Oh. The, uh, the, the, um, the, the sexual device with the sword on it still gives me nightmares sometimes. Yeah. It's, if I uh, think about it. It's a real, it's the way they shot it. It's like in the rain and the, the gluttony like, scene. Well, David Finch, David Fick, you know, Fincher, Fincher with yeah. the, the way he shoots his movies, but are all super dark and gritty yeah. like that and everything. And, uh, Oh yeah, that yeah. So movie this was, was the number legendary. one. Legendary. Oh, great movie, great movie. Uh, and the yeah, number so one song. And the number one song. I was looking through the trivia on. Um, oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Denzel allegedly turned down the part that went to Brad Pitt. Whoa. Telling Entertainment Weekly that the film was too dark and evil for him. <laughs> That's and probably he, true. And he later regretted after seeing oh, the he screening. Did? Yep. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like. Brad Pitt like I feel like that was maybe one of the first ones he did where he was just like like um like a romantic comedy looking guy I know it wasn't romantic comedy yeah, but so he kind of like just had like this like normal look and he wasn't doing like right so Brad Pitt one of the quotes is uh the reason he took this role was he wanted to quote escape the cheese right. after Legends of the Fall Legends of the Fall yeah because like that long hair but then even like yeah. 
with uh, well he had a goatee he had like that like messy hair look that he had going on and yeah he was still also like the super hot kind of cheese ball rapist and right um uh what am i thinking of gina davis and uh oh, Thelma Louise. Thelma Louise. yeah yeah um Oh, cool. Good for him. Yeah. So, so Morgan Freeman plays the cop and uh, Brad Pitt, him and Brad Pitt are cop. They're detectives, obviously. Uh, early casting was Al Pacino and Denzel Washington were the early choices. What type of movie is that? <laughs> Better or That's worse? Uh, Better or worse? What's in the box? Ah, what's in the box? <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, that, was, that was the number one movie. <laughs> the number one song that week. Oh, man. The beginning of an eight-week run at number one. Whoa, two months. An eight-week run at number one. Uh, one of the biggest divas of all time. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Do you know the song? Emotions. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. Oh, fan. <laughs> you love Mariah Carey. Fun fact about Chris Brockman. He knows so many words to, to Mariah Carey's songs. <laughs> she also ended the year with a number one song, a duet with Boys to Men, One Sweet Day. But this week, and for seven weeks following, she had mm -hmm. the number one song, Fantasy. Man, Mariah Carey, that album was like chocked full. Oh. It might as well have just been a greatest hits album. That's what I always say about the Shania Twain album, even though Shania only really released one album. And I'm like, is it really? Like, can you release every song on an album as a single <laughs> the singles from this album it was her fifth album called, was her fifth wow. called daydream mm -hmm. okay fantasy was the number one single and obviously it was number one for eight weeks one sweet day open arms always be my baby wow. forever and underneath the stars she had six hits wow on that on album. Her fifth album. That's insane. That's, That's a insane. Right, Carey. Oh, man. Yeah. One of the greatest of all time. One of the greatest. Just so unique. So like. She can still sing well into a bedazzled microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen Mariah Carey in concert? Just looking at her album cover, by the way, she looks so young. Just look at this real quick. Oh, yeah. Not even the, like the other black and white Crazy. one. The first one that she had where she shows her midriff and she's like basically a teenager like dating Tommy Mottola. Yeah, so she label. would have been. She, by the way, this is amazing. Uh, her Wikipedia page for her birthday says she's born March 27th, 1969 or 1970. <laughs> Unclear how old Mariah Carey is. She's either 50 or 51. <laughs> so she would have been. 26 or 27 i'll tell you how old she is none of your business that's exactly <laughs> what her answer is gonna be no matter what yeah i think oh, you ask man. her her age and she does that really high-pitched song and you're like forget it i, I don't need to know anyways know. that's the week of uh september 27th to october 3rd Good job. 1995 1995 thanks for sticking with us we, we talked week. we talked a lot th today but yeah yeah thank pre you appreciate that's it really fun yeah um, You're up next. I'm up next. Don't blow it. Yeah, I'm gonna try not to. I gotta get a new puzzle. Oh gosh. Let's move all this stuff so I can get started on a <sighs> new puzzle. Enough with the puzzles. All right, everybody, check us out on all the socials at Week in the Nineties Pod. Hit us up if any you want to hear anything specific, or you have any questions, or we missed anything. 
Uh, always you can catch me at Chris Brockman and Sarah at Sarah Tiana with an H. Tiana with a Tiana. Tiana with a T and an I. Yeah. A and a. Good job. Good job. Man. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. This week in the 90s podcast. <laughs>